Welcome to Razor Branding Podcast with Jackie Russo. To learn more about how to improve your brand, visit brandrusso.com. Hi, welcome to Razor Branding Podcast. I feel like we haven't seen each other in so long. You know, between Christmas holidays and then Mardi Gras, I've been traveling, the world is reopening. It is quite the post-COVID universe, I think, for all business, and everybody's making up for lost time. So thanks for joining us. We're glad to be back, and I am excited today to welcome Leah Porter as our guest. Leah, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, thank you for being here. I do have to remind you that it is live, so you have to save all the bad words and <laughs> any tea you want to spill. We cannot do that. Uh, keep it clean, Leah. Clean show. Of course, of course, of course. No, I am kidding. I'm the one that I have to be warned about dropping bad words. That's, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> um, so I, um, I have my handy-dandy stack of cards. I feel like, uh, you know, Jimmy Fallon. And uh, I get to ask all the good questions. <laughs> so let's start with some easy ones, some background. Tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, where you came from, how you got to where you are. Just give us the update on Leah Porter and who she is. Yeah, so I am from here, from Lafayette, Louisiana, um, born and raised here. I grew up on the north side of town, North Lafayette. I went to, I'm a proud graduate of Northside High School, alum of Northside High School, go Vikings. Um, and then I went on, I did a little dabbling in college. I actually started at Howard University as a dance major there, and then trickled down back to Dillard University in New Orleans and was there for two years um, until Hurricane Katrina came and washed me back home. Unfortunately, um, and I finished my studies at UL. Um, and throughout that entire time, um, from my time at Northside, even before then, I was always immersed in the arts. I was a dancer, um, and I took dancing at Grace Hamilton Academy of the Arts, which is another local um, dance studio here in Lafayette. And throughout those years, I just grew. Uh, uh, love and passion for the art of dance, which even I even more gravitated towards all types of art. Um, and in 2013, I opened up Fire Expressions Performing Arts Conservatory, which is a training facility for girls and boys ages three to 21. Um, and we train them in classical and contemporary styles of dance. Um, and then throughout the years, just collaborating with different artists, I just really had a passion for arts and for um, engaging community in the arts. And that inspired me to open up my new venture, which is Park Village, which is a community arts center. So um, awesome. I am an arts advocate. I'm all for the arts, not just for kids, but just I know that um, what the arts has the power to do. And whenever communities are engulfed and immersed in the arts, it's when we can really truly see them propel to um, a positive heights. That is fantastic. And such a nice, clear, concise overview. Thank you. So I have many questions <laughs> and I'll start with the least important one. Um, so you said Northside a couple of times. I think of it as Northside, yes. but there's been a big push for Upper Lafayette. What's your thought on changing how we characterize the geographic area um, that is on the Northern end of town? I don't too much care for um, I, I don't think we should put that much emphasis on the name. 
Um, I think we should put more emphasis on uplifting a community, um, regardless of whether it's North Lafayette, if it's Upper Lafayette, does that change the outcome or what's going on in the community? No, it does not. So I, I'm not really into what it's called. It's, for me, it's going to always be called North Lafayette. Um, I know that over time, um, over the course of years, there has been a negative cloud that has hung over um, over North Lafayette or whenever you speak or talk about it. But my real push is to see real change within my community. So no matter what it's called, we're still going to have the same issues and the same problems within our communities if we don't have, um, you know, a continued push to see thriving, uh, you know, thriving opportunities here um, in our community. Right. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm actually going to meet after this with my buddy Alex Lazard. And uh, I think y'all have very aligned philosophies when it comes to that. You can <laughs> call it whatever you want to call it, as long as you invest in it and give back right. to it and make it better. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So with Park Village, talk to us about this new venture. What's your vision for it? Um, is it just um, arts from a movement sake? Is it fine arts, commercial arts? Are you going to kind of participate in Second Saturday Art Walk? I mean, tell me the plan. So Park Village is a very intentional space, um, very intentional in the sense of wanting to put uh, arts and culture at the center of uh, the Northside community, which of course is a um, historically African-American black neighborhood. Um, and not just movement, Park Village is a space for creativity. Um, art is at the forefront of that. But I tell people all the time, especially people in Lafayette, because this is not just for individuals in the Northside community. This is for, for all people within the, uh, the reach of our Lafayette, uh, the city of Lafayette. But we want to be able to cultivate, uh, continue to cultivate a community in a city that thrives in art and creativity. Everybody does not consider themselves an artist, but I do feel like everybody is a creator. No matter what you're doing in life, you're creating something, right? You all created this podcast um, opportunity, this platform to be able to speak and talk with people. That's creativity. That's creating. And there's so many aspects that goes into creating it, right? So we want to be able to highlight, to expose, and for people to be able to express their creative selves um, whether that be through art or not. Here at Park Village, we have so many different um, moving parts. We do have two movement studios where we do, uh, you can do dance classes, fitness classes. We have a art gallery um, in an exhibit room where visual artists, photographers, or other creatives can come and showcase their work. We have a podcast studio where individuals who are interested in starting their own podcast are have a podcast already, they can come and record. Or if you want to record a audio book or you want to do voiceover work, that could be done in our podcast studio as well. And then of course we have a music room where music lessons can happen. We have a small to medium-sized piece bands that are rehearsing in our space. And we also have a conference in a meeting room. So we have so many moving parts where people can come and be a part of um, to kind of elevate their creativity or their art. Um, but then we also have monthly programming where we host poetry nights. We host a first Friday community dance classes every first Friday of the month where people in the community can come and immerse themselves in different cultural dances. 
Um, and this month we're celebrating Women's History Month. We have a Women in the Arts talk series that we're doing. Um, this Saturday, we have two events. We have a sound bowl meditation. It's all about health and wellness class that we're doing. And then we have a round table talk about, you know, things that women that are important to women, life, family, career, mental health, self-help. Um, so this is really just a very unique and gumbo of you know, opportunities here for the community and for Lafayette to take part in. Whether you're an artist, creative, entrepreneur, or you are a member of the community, you can come and immerse yourself in this environment in some type of way. Okay, that is awesome. And I love <laughs> that you were so complete in your answer. Now I have multiple questions. Um, first of all, um, what you just said, that not everybody is an artist, but everybody is creative, is literally yes. Michael Russo's theme song. Um, he tells wow. people that all the time. So I love how aligned you are uh, and how you see the world because it's true. Everybody's got something in them. Even if you're creating a spreadsheet or creating right. a way to analyze data, you're still creating something. So I, I credit to you on that one, 100%. So the lineup of programming at Park Village is impressive. Are you managing all of this yourself? I, at the current moment, I am managing most of our programming. Um, and I'm very excited to have uh, different outsiders, entrepreneurs, and creatives that are now coming in to want to collaborate and host events themselves. Like our women's uh, roundtable talk, Journey Through Spaces, that's going to happen this Saturday at 6.30 here, um, is not something that is being put on by me. It's being put on by another community member. And so um, that's another thing that I love so much about Park Village is that collaborative work. Um, different artists get to come together and collaborate. So I am managing most of the programming, but I invite people from the community to come out and um, any ideas that you have that you want to host, that you want to, I mean, I am open to just about any and everything as long as it's appropriate to be able to um, be hosted here at Park Village. So I welcome and open uh, community members, artists and creatives to come and let's collaborate. That's awesome. How do people get on the um, newsletter or the calendar for Park Village? Like, how do they know what's coming up? Because you've got a lot of programming lined up. How do they get yes. in the loop? So if you go to parkvillagela.com, you can join our newsletter there. We send out monthly and weekly newsletters about what's going on here at Park Village. Gives you an opportunity to be first to register for events and things of that nature. Um, and then also parkvillage.com is the best place if you're interested in any of our services that we have here, um, renting any space, utilizing any space here, you can get all of that, everything at parkvillagela.com. That's awesome. Um, and I appreciate you giving the website a couple times and it's also on the screen because sometimes people are watching it and then sometimes they're just listening to the audio only version. So it helps that you've gotten in both ways. Um, I, I'm so impressed. You know, when I look at what you've done, um, what uh, Claire Cook has done, uh, with Basin Arts. I think it's very similar. I don't know if y'all know each other, but yes. I feel like there's a lot of people who have left and come back and are finding ways to give back to the community. So I applaud you, um, all Thank of you. you who have done that. I think it's awesome. So what was the catalyst for Park Village? Is this something you've always had in your heart? Was it a, a, a new development? Where did it come from? 
I think over time, um, during my travel as just as a movement artist and as an, uh, a dancer, just immersing and being a part of other communities that are really, really uh, have thriving arts um, organizations and communities. I wanted to see that for my community. Um, and I do have a passion for um, building art, for using art as a development tool, as a cultural identity tool within my um, community for African-Americans. Um, I do feel like the arts can truly propel any community forward. Um, so very intentional about that. And throughout the years, um, I always had the idea of, of trying to create something that was very accessible and obtainable, um, as I mentioned, directly in a community. Because um, oftentimes we see in, in multiple um, cities around the country, most of your artistic uh, endeavors are in your downtown areas or it may be places that are just a little bit of an extension of downtown areas. Um, you don't always get cultural art centers or, or any artistic um, platforms in the heart of um, you know, communities. So that was another very intentional um, move to make it very accessible to individuals um, so that way they can know we are here and that we can utilize them. So it was something that over time has developed um, and I felt like now was the right time to do so, right. especially in a moment like COVID where, um, where we do have to lean on the arts, right? I, I don't think a lot of people really realize that music, dance, movies, all of these artistic expressions is what really kept us sane through COVID, <laughs> through those months of being inside of the house. You know, we had DJs doing sets. We had, you know, um, dancers in Broadway, stars that were doing different things to keep people in a better spirit. That is all part of artistry, art, creativity that was keeping us well mentally and emotionally. You know, so I felt like this was the right time to be able to um to start a project like this. Uh, no, I think your timing is perfect. And I think that it's a great service uh, that you're providing to not just uh one community, but the whole community. So I think that's awesome. I know that uh Bottle Arts Lofts is opening uh, right down the street from my house. And they have obviously a huge tie-in to the artist community. Are you seeing kind of this new wave here in Acadiana, well, let's go kind of big with it, of people, you know, expanding the arts? Do you think that's coming from COVID? Is that just people coming home? Is it just because we didn't have enough and we need more? I mean, where do you think the catalyst is coming from? I think it's a combination of all. I think COVID has really had its negative, but a lot of positive as well. Um, and it's propelled the importance of things that were kind of taken away from us during that COVID time, it's allowed us to kind of sit on that and really understand what is important for us. So we have a lot of these ideas that people were sitting, you know, if you had an idea that you were sitting down on, now you believe that this is the time to, to go forward with it. So I think COVID has really give us, given us that positive aspect as saying, you know, these are things that are important. And then within that, I think because there's, there's still so many needs within our Acadiana area, people are wanting to, um, you know, meet those needs. And I know for me, I love to see it. Acadiana, the Lafayette area, has always had a thriving, very cultural 
um, artistic aspect to it always. Um, we, we are very unique to our culture. We have, you know, uh, Creole Zodico. We have Kate, we have so like a gumbo of just, uh, cultural artistic expressions. Um, but to see that now expanding past, you know, smaller entities, I think is a really good thing. Uh, I could not agree more. A hundred percent agree. You know, uh, our three daughters took dance uh, for years and years and years uh, at a dance school here in town. And so we, we ran the gamut, you know, from doing uh, the recitals every year and the tryouts for company and all that. Um, I know that your dance school and studio is different from Park Village. So let's talk about the studio for a minute. Is that how yours is set up? Do you do different things than that? Or is it kind of the traditional dance school? So we are, I like to say we're traditional yet non-traditional. Um, we do take more of the conservatory approach. And that means that a lot of our focus is on um, like the development of the dancer, but we take it even further. Um, our model really is youth development and uh, arts education. Um, I've had the honor of having amazing mentors growing up. Um, Walter Hall and Grace Hamilton were two of my mentors as a young um, emerging artist here in Lafayette. And Walter was always the king of youth development. Um, he really str strategically designed a lot of his programming here in Lafayette. When he was here, he's now in Houston, Texas, but really on develop developing the young minds of individuals here and kind of use dance and art as a tool to aid that. Whereas it's Hamilton, at Hamilton Academy, we also had that youth development aspect, but really that strong artistic aspect, right? I learned a lot about dance. We did a lot of traveling um, around the country to learn about all of these different um, dance companies and um, organizations. And so whenever I thought about putting FE together, it was like, how can I take both of these aspects that are really, really important and put them together? And so that's kind of how FE Fire Expressions Performing Arts Conservatory, FE Conservatory for short, um, was kind of born with this idea of having a very strong youth development and mentoring aspect combined with this very strong artistic and artist development and uh, education. Um, and that started nine years ago. That was actually my first baby, my first project. <laughs> um, and, you know, a lot of people are always like, you know, this probably was always your dream. It actually was not. I can be very honest and candid. As a young person, I did not want to own a, you know, a, a, a dance studio or a conservatory of any sort. I wanted to be like every other freelance artist and be out there trying my luck on every audition. And I was <laughs> for many years, you know, straight out of high school. I was auditioning and doing a lot of different things. Um, but it took my mentor, Grace Hamilton, an opportunity to sit me down and say, though you are a very talented dancer, you know, I really do feel like your divine purpose may be bigger than that. Um, you know, and she really helped me to um, focus on my strengths, which were choreography and teaching, because I started teaching my I started teaching at age 13 and I have not stopped since, you know, and so I really at the young age of 23 after that conversation with her, um, I had two options. I could have been a very young mind and let it go through one ear out the other and continue to do what I felt like was right for my life. Or I had an opportunity to listen to the words of somebody that I know 
is very invested in me and my growth. And that's what I did. Um, and a few years later, Effie Conservatory came, which at the time I still didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but the moment that I started it, it felt right. And I think whenever you have those moments in your in your spirit and just in your body where you feel the, you know, the pieces to the puzzle connect, that was definitely a moment. Um, and it has been one of the most fulfilling um, things that I've done in my life thus far. Um, and we're continuing to grow every year here at the Conservatory. I have an amazing staff. I have to give a huge shout out to my staff, Jasmine, Christy, Brittany, Erica, and Amira. Um, because they are really, you know, really have been there over the years to help propel FE to what it is today. You know, so, yeah, it's been That's great. That's awesome. a great ride. You know, I, I, I hear you talk about, um, you know, your first passion was performing yourself. Uh, was the lifelong goal to be a Broadway dancer? I mean, what, what did you ultimately have as the career choice before the, the school? I think... For me, I, and people always laugh at this, I'm really a dance worshiper. I'm obsessed with anything and everything dance. And I always have been since a younger person. So I did concert dance. I immersed myself in entertainment, um, uh, even Broadway. I'm like anything with art, dance, music, I'm like, I'm it. So when I was younger, I was auditioning for everything. <laughs> I was auditioning for world tours. I, I did a, a, I drove to Houston, Texas with my friend Corey. Um, and we auditioned for Beyonce's world tour. And we were lucky to, to be like the last 40, but we just didn't oh. get picked for the tour. Oh. Um, but we were the last top 40 for that audition. Um, uh, but we didn't get picked. I auditioned for dance companies. I, uh, one of my top dreams was to dance for Philodenko, which is the Philadelphia dance company um, in Philadelphia under Joan Myers Brown. That was like a huge goal of mine. Um, never got a chance to audition for the company, but I thought about that. I thought about doing Broadway. I, as long as I was dancing, <laughs> that's all I wanted. And because you know I was very well versed in everything, um, that gave me an opportunity to kind of say and pick and choose, well, if I get this, I can do this. If, if I don't get this, but I do that, I can still be successful in this. Right. Um, so I wanted to do it all. That's <laughs> awesome. You all. know, I feel like the theme for this podcast needs to be accidental entrepreneurs. Um, ah, because, yes. You know, it wasn't your initial intention. It wasn't my initial intention. Most of the guests, it's sort of like you just follow the river wherever it leads you and you fall on the bank at owning a company. Like, okay. Um, mm. So I, I love that. and. I think it is about finding your purpose and your passion as you go and what you're you think is your purpose because of what you're passionate about at 18 isn't necessarily going to be the same thing at 28 38 48 and so oh. to be able to adjust with that i think is important so kudos to you for taking the opportunities that come your way and creating new opportunities out of them i Thank think that's you. awesome no no absolutely um okay so we've talked about the company we've talked about your early years we've talked about your insight we're now going to talk about the speed round, your big questions. <laughs> um, this is the good stuff. This is like my version of the actor studio grand finale. So, oh, wow. Me. Oh, this is tough, Leo. This is tough. You got to dig deep. Oh, okay. What is your favorite dig, dig, place dig. on earth? Oh, my favorite place on earth. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> 
See, I would have thought you said on stage. So I have your whole different answer coming. I'm excited. So I probably would have to say it's twofold. Number okay. one, I, the first thing that came to mind was my bed. <laughs> <laughs> like all entrepreneurs need rest. Because I love, I love anytime I can get a nap, uh-huh. <laughs> which is few and far. Um, but if I had to say my favorite place on earth would probably be anywhere surrounded by water. Okay. Um, water really is very calming to my spirit. Um, I feel at peace when I'm near water. Uh, I did a 14 day yoga certification in Costa Rica, um, remote, uh, detached from the entire world, no internet, no TV, no contact with any type of civilization at all. And we were surrounded by the Pacific Ocean and it was the most amazing, probably number one to up till today, number one experience in my life. Um, And I just feel anytime I can feel when I'm near water, even though I don't see it, I could feel it. Um, So that would be my favorite place in the world, anywhere next to a body of water. That's a great answer. And your bed. So if your bed is next to a body of water, you're done. You're in. I mean, that's perfect. <laughs> Beachside cabana. Uh, you know, you're talking about going to Costa Rica. Could you imagine if you had been on that two-week uh, removal from society and you had left Lafayette like maybe March 12th and you come back two weeks later, uh, to 2020, <laughs> right? And the whole world has changed. You'd and be the like, whole world crazy. has changed. What is going on here? This is still kidding me right now. Uh, that is too funny. I mean, imagine that. That's crazy. I know. Uh, okay. Favorite movie that you just can't turn off when it comes on? My favorite movie that I can't turn off when it comes on. It could be any movie ever. Any movie ever. Um, my favorite movie of all time would probably be a combination between Coming to America and The Chorus Line. I feel Ooh. like I cannot choose between those two. <laughs> and so both do we need Eddie Murphy to remake Chorus Line? I mean, I feel like Eddie world? Murphy needs to remake a Chorus Line, and that would be perfect. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm I love a Chorus Line. It's my favorite musical, and I love Coming to America. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> well, some of the best songs from a soundtrack have come from a Chorus Line, for sure. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, one singular sensation? Come on. Once you hear that in your head, you can't get it out. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, what is your favorite TV show to binge? My favorite TV show to binge. Right now, I'm loving, loving, loving Abbott Elementary. Oh, no joke. <laughs> Which is the best. I that taught, whole I was team a, is yes. awesome. Yes. I laugh out loud during that show. Yes. So I'm really, really, and I, I was a school teacher. I worked in the public and private uh education system for 12 years, which a lot of people didn't know that as well. Um, I'm no longer teaching full time, but that show, I'm just like so connected to that in so many ways. And it's so funny. Don't name (laughs) the school where you taught, but tell me if your principal was like that principal on Abbott. So my principal was not, none of my principals, because I taught at a few schools, but I wish they would have, would have been. Oh my God. But it would have been hilarious. But that is like my favorite uh, TV show. Okay. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. Um, Favorite book? My favorite book. Ooh, and I do a lot of reading. Um, 
So, oh gosh, this is a tough one. I told you this was going to be hard, but good. Yeah. Um, let me go based off the 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 books that I've read recently. Um, okay. Because I I read a lot. Um, I recently read Nelson Mandela's autobiography, which Ooh. was absolutely amazing and great. Um, I love reading books on leadership, but I like mm-hmm. reading books about leaders in their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, and his book was really, really good. Um, and then another book that I recently read was uh, The Love Songs of W.E.B. Du Bois by okay. Miss Honoré Jefferson. Um, it's an 800-page book, very thick, but the the writing was incredible and impeccable and just the detail to history and the storyline. It was an absolute, probably one of my favorite books to date. So I would have to say those two. I feel like I keep giving dual answers. I can't but that's okay. <laughs> no, no, that is totally okay. Here's the beauty of this whole thing. It's your show. So you need to answer <laughs> however you want. You could have said seven books and it would have been allowed by the judges. You're totally fine. Um, favorite podcast to listen to on long drives? Favorite podcast to listen to on long drives. Mm. So there is a podcast in the YouTube show called Earn Your Leisure. Okay. Um, that is very big and very popular right now. And it's all about um, giving people uh, the opportunities and the tools for financial literacy. Um, and so they interview a lot of different guests from entrepreneurs to investors um, and just really getting people on board with how they can prepare themselves, um, propel themselves, um, you know, for a better financial life. And so I really love their their podcast and their YouTube videos. Um, very informational um, and they're they're growing so much and getting so big uh, that they have just a great and amazing uh, guests that are that come on and that are interviewed on their podcast. So earn your you leisure. Said it's earn really your leisure. Okay, I just wrote yes. that down because that's fascinating. I'm going to listen to that on my next trip. Okay, so while we're on the subject of long car rides, what's your favorite car that you own or you want to own one day or that you just think is badass? So my favorite car probably would be my car now. I drive a Buick Cascada, uh, and it is a convertible. So I have this funny story. <laughs> I always was fascinated by convertibles since I was young, since I was a young girl. And when I graduated from high school, my mom and my dad wanted to buy me my first convertible, but because I was going to Howard University, which is in Washington, DC, they didn't feel the need to buy me my convertible car. And every car that I had after that was passed down from my mother and my father. And this is my first car. that's a convertible. And so every time when I first bought it, my mom and dad would, would always be like, you finally got your convertible. Because <laughs> I always was just fascinated by them, like the top going down mm-hmm. as I was younger. But now when somebody says, why you don't wear the, you know, put the top down. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that thing is there. Like right. I, now I forget it. I waited all my whole life to have a convertible. <laughs> and now I don't even put the top down because I forget that it's there. But it's like being near water. You don't need to see it. You just feel the presence. So right. you know it's a convertible. You don't have to have the top down. You just know it. I had a convertible for years. I totally understand. <laughs> I'm right there with you. My very first car was a Volkswagen thing, which is oh, a wow. square convertible. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, your favorite festival? 
My favorite festival would probably be the Essence Festival in New Orleans. It takes place every year. Um, I love going to the convention center because they have all of these different vendors and all of these different, uh, they have food, they have, um, you know, uh, talk uh, artist curations, they have free hair products. (laughs) They have all of these different, it's just a really good festival that, you know, really highlights and celebrates music and fashion and beauty um and me and my family we try to go every year we don't always make it to the concerts but we definitely make it to the convention center which is like the best part so that's my right. favorite festival that's so funny because other people have said essence festival and they talk all about the music so i love the balance <laughs> of it you're like nope convention center all the way yes <laughs> what is your pettiest pet peeve oh <sighs> Hmm. My pet peeve. Oh God, this now this is a hard one. I know, I know. Uh, what is a pet peeve of mine? Something in traffic, something the way people chew, people who leave the cabin uh, doors open. I'm gonna I, give you my I, list. I am I am my, my my students know this. Uh I'm very judgmental on ashy feet. Uh <laughs> My dancers come in when, you know, we have dance class where they're, you know, you don't wear shoes like modern or African and, you know, we'll have a bottle of lotion. I'm like, come on, we have to lotion those feet. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So I would probably say ashy feet. I know that's really weird, but. No, I think that's perfectly. You, I don't like feet and you work with feet all day. So I totally get that. I think that makes perfect sense. It's funny. I like to be barefoot, but I don't like other people's feet. Um. (laughs) Favorite musician? Favorite musician. Hmm. It could be to listen to, to dance to. So to listen to, I love Maxwell. Okay. Probably one of my favorite musicians to listen to. To choreograph to, I like Max Richter. He's a composer. He's really good. Um, Yeah, those are probably my favorite too. Great answers. Uh, so karaoke night, you're getting up on stage. What are you singing? Oh, I'm singing probably um, Beyonce single ladies. Oh, that's always a good one. I know the words, I know the dance, right? And exactly. It's, it's good cl- crowd participation, easy crowd participation. So. Absolutely. And that's even people who one. can't dance like me can still manage a little <laughs> hand wave. I love it. Uh, favorite sport? My favorite sport would be, uh, mm, mm. so I do think that dance is a sport. It's very athletic. Okay. That would probably be my top. Um, but other than that, probably would be swimming. Okay. Not football, not basketball. Basketball gives me very high anxiety. Um, <laughs> I would probably have to say uh, swimming. All right. Yeah, probably swimming. Okay. I like it. Um, Attached to water, of course. (laughs) Of course. I was like, it's actually the water thing. What's your favorite meal? Oh, crawfish etouffee is my Mm -hmm. favorite meal. That is the only thing. Actually, my mom made crawfish etouffee uh, last week, and I I had a laughing because I told her that's probably the only meal that I can wake up and eat at any time of the day. Like, I can wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and eat a bowl of crawfish etouffee. 
Nothing yeah. else but crawfish etouffee. That is abs my absolute favorite. Yeah, <laughs> that's how our youngest feels about Michael's crawfish etouffee. He will eat it breakfast, lunch, and dinner if we let her. She loves it. Uh, what is your favorite leisure activity? My favorite leisure activity is reading. <laughs> I love to read. Um, if I'm not working, I'm reading. I prioritize it. I read in the morning. I read at night, and then any time that I get throughout the day, any moment I read. So that would be my favorite. Awesome. We're almost done with the questions, but I would be remiss if not acknowledging we have a little hey from Shamar Allen. Um, just saying hey on the Facebook. Hi, Shamar. Um, okay, favorite way that you treat yourself. Favorite way that I treat myself is. So I do eat very healthy, um, probably 90%, 95% of the time. So having like a nice good meal from like a favorite restaurant. I love pasta. I try not to indulge too much, but I absolutely love pasta. So I think pasta, a good movie, and again, my bed, a nap. <laughs> I can get that. I'll take it. <laughs> All excellent answers. Okay, so what question did you want me to ask that I did not? And what would the answer be? What did I miss? Probably the other question is, how can you get in contact with me? Um, yes, let's ask say, that. Um, you can head over to uh, my personal, I have a personal website, leahtporter.com. Um, it has all the exciting things that uh, are coming up. Um, so if you want to reach out to me personally, then of course, Park Village is parkvillagela.com. And then if you have a young person interested in uh, training, fedance.com. Awesome. And we're getting each one of those up on the screen so people can see it and hear it. Leah, I cannot thank you enough for your time today. You were awesome. Thank you. Uh, this to is everybody a great, watching fun interview. It, well, we've tried to make it easy. So <laughs> thanks for your time. Thanks for sharing your insight and your experiences. And um, I, hopefully everybody learned as much as I did. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Well, the day is through.